Do you think, Ron, are there any, like, topics that uh, that you feel like you wanted to get into yesterday, but, like, it didn't wasn't room for it, or things that mm. you've been thinking about that uh, um, that we could have a conversation about? Because par- mm. partially, you know, you're here, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm called to talk about motivation. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about motivations. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I'm Albert. <laughs> I'm Aranea. I'm Aran. I'm Brian. Welcome to Dispatches from Mount Kaz, conversations from a creative community. In this episode, Brian, Albert, Aranea, and artist-in-resident Aran discuss the relationship between motivation and inspiration and the tribulations therein. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aran or Brian want to... Wanna... Fishing around and pull out a question. How does motivation without inspiration work for you? Do you need the spark of inspiration to create? <sighs> well, so I was always told that you shouldn't wait for inspiration to strike. That's mm-hmm. an amateur's approach to creative work. Right. That you create the inspiration by keep making the work. Like keep showing up, keep making those rough drafts. Mm-hmm. But for someone like me, who is really susceptible to being hyperproductive, that can be very dangerous because I've, I've been so productive to the point where I've hurt my back. And I don't know, I think, I think inspiration can be self-generated. Well, I'm coming to realize that, you know, if, if, if I'm in the space of not commercializing my art, meaning not selling it or not putting it on social media, then what is the reason for making it, period? And thanks to Aranea's beautiful insight from previous conversations, <laughs> uh, I was able to come to a conclusion that I really need to make it for me. Because if, if, if I'm making it for external validation or if I'm making art and thinking about pricing it, that comes into the art. And the moment it starts to come into the art, it's no longer mine. Some, some, I'm giving some of me away. And some people are okay with that, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not... Um, art that's made that way is not less than. But mm-hmm. I know that it doesn't feel good for me. So inspiration and motivation has to be congruent with my values because I want to be able to look at something and say, oh, that's me and I'm proud of that. Even if it's like, you know, oh, I don't know why I was into that blue phase. (laughs) (laughs) Like I want to look at that and say, oh, okay, well, that is a reflection of what I was thinking at that time and I was really inspired by such and such. And, you know, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to look back and go like, ick, you know? I'm curious about what we mean by uh, motivation, but maybe more so what we mean by inspiration mm-hmm. in this like question, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like like there is the idea of the spark, right? Mm-hmm. But but then like everything else, there's a lot of different kinds of inspiration. Yeah, that we yeah. Have. When you wrote the question, what did right? You what did I what did I think? Um, I know what inspiration feels like, yeah. and it's it's like when I hear a beautiful song or I see a beautiful piece and I feel like the pull to make something from that. 
yeah. or even just like, I just feel the energy to make mm-hmm. something from that mm-hmm. um, is different than having the energy to make something yeah. regardless of an external thing, Yeah, which is what I think of as like motivation. Like mm-hmm. inspiration is like something mm-hmm. gives you the energy to make and motivation is like you have show the energy regard. Yeah. You show up. I feel like as artists, we know that that's like the spark of inspiration is just like this nice, it's nice when it happens, mm. but that's not how it's not necessary to create. And it's not how we create a lot of the time. Sometimes it's just like messing around. Sometimes it's just mm. playing. Sometimes it's, you know, um, it's not always because there's something that is inspiring, but people who are not in the art world think that artists just like, dick around all day yeah and and that their excuse is like oh i'm just waiting for the spark of inspiration like i can't create if nothing inspires me like and a lot of artists have nothing to do sometimes because sometimes you just don't want to sketch sometimes you just don't want to write sometimes you don't want to sing or sometimes you're working in other ways that isn't productive right and you have to live a whole life to know what to make art out of. Mm. You can't just you can't just sit in a you can't make art in a vacuum. So yeah, like a lot of my friends who are non-artists don't understand my lifestyle because a lot of my lifestyle is doing nothing. <laughs> but that means like doing the chores or going to dinner with friends or going to the museum and they kind of color that as nothingness because mm-hmm. it's not productive. Right. So when 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 the question was read, motivation kind of felt like a productive word mm-hmm. and inspiration kind of felt like the romantic word. And yeah. a good combination of that is ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I found that the way that I approach a lot of things that I think there's a, there's many things that have this kind of pattern of like the the hard work and then like the momentary or spontaneous like uh, like things that that push you forward or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found that I try to tend toward a strategy of making finding inspiration a muscle or like a skill that mm-hmm. you can work with rather than. Because like I think with the way that we talk about motivation right now is that all the motivation feels very extrinsic in a way. Mm-hmm. It feels about like you know marking off the you to-do know list. the to do list or the or tallying up the calendar or mm-hmm. whatever. And inspiration feels more genuine in a way, but it also can be a really good excuse to not go anywhere. And I think there is a way to make yourself better at finding inspiration. Mm-hmm. being able to notice better you know and when you talk about like when we talk about walking and wandering and exploring and stuff like that a lot of that that practice is about putting yourself into a place where your context and your environment is different so that there are many more things to notice so that you find inspiration everywhere mm-hmm. because ultimately i think when i think about you know, one of my ideal ways to think about inspiration is that every single thing that we encounter in our daily experiences and, you know, lifetime experiences, mm-hmm. those are all inspiring, right? Like, all the people that we, like, get to talk to, all the people that we have the privilege of knowing, like, they're all inspirations for, like, things that we can make. Mm-hmm. Everything that we learn about, every story that we hear, those are all things that can inspire us. But 
it's really easy to get distracted from paying attention to those things. Yes. It's really easy to get sucked into certainly like uh, all these protocols of social media, etc. But also like the news and also like putting headphones on and also, you know, avoiding people because of because of our valid anxieties, but the anxieties nonetheless, yeah, yeah. right? Like all these things are ways in which we are participating in a culture that makes it harder and harder for us to see things that can could inspire us Mm -hmm. i i think also when we talk about inspiration a lot of times we say a spark of inspiration like it's this explosive moment Mm -hmm. but i think inspiration can have levels because when i when i first came to corvallis a week ago i was stunned by how quiet and still and slow things were and my days felt long and short at the same Mm -hmm. time and in the moments of stillness, I catch minute things that are so, like, expansive. Like, I was looking out the window, and the clouds were so thick. And I looked at the window an hour later, and the clouds were gone. <laughs> and the grays have different grays. Yeah. So all of that has accumulated inside of me. And I know that when I go back to the Bay Area, it's going to... It, I, I can feel that's going to be something, but they're not this like sexy, like, oh, inspiration. It's, <laughs> it's like small things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if we can readjust our expectation on inspiration, yeah, like you said, like walking, doing chores, minute daily stuff can be very big. Yeah. 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 My friend Lee, so she just started like taking a nine mile hike once a week. And she has like like in the Marin Headlands, and mm-hmm. she has like a she got a little um, a cassette audio recorder, uh-huh. <laughs> so like yeah. uh, so she can just kind of take verbal notes. But she just does her nine mile walk, and How that's long does that like take? an energy. Uh, I think she just takes all like she takes like four or five hours to do it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, like but four and a like, half miles in one direction, and then comes back, or maybe, like yeah. nine miles in one direction. I'm sure. I, I'm guessing it's a it's a total <laughs> it's of nine question. miles, but I don't know. Okay. In any case, she cool. takes most of the day to do. You know, like yeah. most of what her working day might be. Yeah. And she intentionally has created that space for her and mm. um, uh, to get whatever that gives you. Yeah. Because it's something mm. that is actually really hard to access, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. sense of expansive time yes. doesn't come unless you really like distance yourself yes. from all the things that are built on the context of yep. moment by yeah. moment, you know, yeah. one after another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in an urban setting where there's so much stimulus and there's always an event and the the weight of FOMO is always like, oh, I got to be at two, like three different things. And like, I have a joy of missing out. I, I love it when people too. cancel on me. Yeah. I feel like it's something that I've uh, learned <laughs> to do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's taken a long time of missing out. I, and I, I think in part, you know, being forced to miss out because of health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then really finding joy in that. And, you know, I'm, I'm connecting with a lot of what you guys are saying, like, you know, talking about uh, how all of your experiences are and every person that you meet and every story that you hear is inspiration and like i find motivation to create that comes from the long-term collection of those little pieces of inspiration and so and it's it's allowing those things to stew and align in a certain way Mm -hmm. that then it's like oh that's what i'm supposed to make and then it's like 
you know, there's just abundant motivation mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. point. Yeah. 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 And it's from those fallow periods. It's yeah. from the Ooh, time. I love that fallow period. Yeah, yeah. When you're not being productive. And I, I look at that as work. Now, totally. And that's something that, yeah. that has shifted in me over the course of time. That's such a useful metaphor stuff. to think yeah. about, like, like letting your fields go fallow so that mm. they can they can be uh, re they can like generate the nutrients yeah. to grow again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fertilizer. Because our cover crops, <laughs> our industrial <laughs> agriculture system is mimicking, or rather, maybe our our uh, uh, work culture in America is mimicking our industrial agriculture system um, as well. And, yeah. and requiring it to be constantly mm -hmm. more and more and better and better. I did not think big agriculture was going to be a part of this conversation today. <laughs> you never know. I guess so, yep. yeah. yeah. It's always there. Yeah. I think it's really interesting <laughs> to think about, to, to be reminded that the spark comes from, like, just not doing stuff sometimes. They're mm -hmm. not really, like, because I think uh, sometimes we chase the spark where you feel like we, mm -hmm. we have to have it, otherwise it's not going to come, but a lot of, for me at least like when i get in that space i spiral into like the where is it where is it where is it kind of mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. as opposed to when i can let it go mm -hmm. then then it'll come yeah because it's like when the body's in contraction it's hard to be flexible right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if you're chasing something your hands are like this but when you when you let your so loosen up a bit fists right now yes and then yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when you rest and play suddenly something happens and you can't it's hard to let that flow in when you're when you're kind of contracted right yeah. so that's that's a big takeaway for me that jumping on the bed and taking a nap and being bored are actually great fodder for flow to happen mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yeah yeah my my joy of missing out has come from uh like a realization that some of the things that I've felt most inspired by and like most um like some of the things that that have pushed me in the direction of like the things that I'm most proud of or the things I'm most interested in are the things that I couldn't do like I just missed this period when like uh when Jejun Institute was happening which is this like ARG in San Francisco mm -hmm. um and, and I just missed this period when like this uh, other uh a uh, game in San Francisco called SF Zero was happening, and both of those were like really exciting ideas to me, but I never got to do them for whatever reason. And my response was, maybe I can make something similar that I can do, or mm -hmm. that I can participate in, or that I can bring to my friends who also didn't get to see this thing. And those pushed me really well. Um, so sometimes when I am uh my better self or most conscious or whatever like i realized that the things that i didn't get to do are things that i can make for myself and other people mm. and i think that's also some of the motivation motivation of mount Cass too it's like well mm. <laughs> there's a little bit of also uh, uh well you don't want me in your residency whatever i'm gonna make my own residency my <laughs> 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 all my friends do <laughs> and it's gonna become a thing yeah because it's so like I don't know if anybody can look at it and not call it legitimate now. Sure. We've done it like, I don't know, Iran is like... Five, number five. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Five five people who have come and like given them the space to make whatever they needed to make at that time. And like we've shared that with the community and like that's what a residency is. Right. Like, and, and what, what is legitimate, right? Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, we kind of circled around this earlier. Yeah. Right? But, but like legitimacy is just like us 
manifesting things and then other people kind of believing in it mm-hmm. and that's all it takes for yeah. something to be real the yeah. people that matter believing yeah. in it yeah because, the people who show up right right yeah because i think the first week of my residency i was very careful about who i told that i was coming here mm-hmm. because i knew that certain people would ask certain questions that would entail my ego flaring up and I did an experiment where I told my my inner circle people that I'm doing this. They're like, oh, great. I'm so glad you're doing this. And then I told this one person who I know is kind of in that like social media realm of external validation. And my experiment was a quick, it was like a quick answer. Before I even told her about me coming here, she told me that she was doing a residency and she like, explain to me like her grand plan like what project that she was going to work on mm-hmm. and then i was like oh i'm actually doing a residency program too and she's like oh what are you going to do what are you going to make and i'm like probably nothing and there was this weird silence and that said everything to me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so well, there's also like residencies have patterns right, right. like uh, many of them you even have to pay for and that's like it's set into it yeah. but also there's this kind of exchange that's supposed to happen mm-hmm. and uh maybe like I think, so I, I question like, are we doing a radical thing? But it can't. But it can be a really radical thing mm-hmm. that like our whole point is like we're not going to charge anyone, and we don't want anyone to like have to do anything for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it also makes me think of uh, Alex's story. I don't know if we. I don't, can't remember if we put this in Alex's uh, episode. I have um, no idea where you're going. So. Uh, when Alex <laughs> Roberts was here for her residency, she was telling us about going through customs and borders. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just uh, I really connected with that story. That Alex told uh, because I was in a foreign country doing work as an artist, but I was employed by the Department of Agriculture. And uh, when I was doing that artist work, I wore a big beard and long hair, and I came back through customs, and it was at JFK. And uh, the customs guy goes, Do you have a job? And I said, Yeah, I work for the Department of Agriculture. He goes, Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, in what kind of context did he say that? Like, I don't like believe he was, you. Yeah, like was I was gaining. Yeah, I was gaining entry into the country. Yeah, okay. he was like taken aback, and okay. then he's like, "Wow, he probably know more about this than I do." Like, <laughs> I was like not really. <laughs> Yeah. But it totally, I totally can't like a wow story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like interrogation yeah. and expectation of of legitimacy, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, and her, you know, she was describing her situation for me. It was just a, literally a profiling that was going on. Was mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is it enough? For creative people to give the legitimacy to ourselves yeah. is that enough yes it definitely should be it should be yeah. but it's difficult and, and I that's think... what art is right yeah. I, I, well, that's, that, that is the art definition of art that i've come to yeah um which is that just decided <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um so i have a question since we've talked about how like inspiration is kind of this amorphous thing that builds slowly mm-hmm. that we find through little things what is something that you saw today that has that sort of spark that sort of feel that could be that could build into some kind of inspiration so what i thought of is um uh, i'm working at my desk and i've been away for a week and i'm looking at this um uh self-standing ornament like so i have this ornament and it's got this little sand that it hangs from and the base has all these little like wooden cutouts and so there's a space underneath it and i saw that there was all of these like spiral webs Mm -hmm. on it that I hadn't noticed before and I was like 
is there like I, I was like did I make a home for a spider and I like, oh, like I love that I picked it up and I looked underneath it and there's this little tiny spider who's like made this web and I looked underneath and there's all these like dead bug bodies <laughs> underneath the ornament and I like set it back down and normally I'm always like spiders don't belong in my house <laughs> I don't have bugs in my house so I don't need spiders in my house you can go outside um but I was so I don't know, charmed by the fact that, like, mm. I had this this decorative thing and this spider had been like, this is perfect for me. This is, like, this is exactly what I need. I'm going to, like, do all this stuff. And then it worked. Like, it had all of these bugs that would, like, crawl in and it would, like, <laughs> eat, like... Oh, man. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's such a, I like it. It's just beautiful little... Trap. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That's what the spider is saying. Like, this is a perfect bug trap. And, like... I feel like that's such a... I, I see... I see the comic. I see yeah. the scene mm. in that anecdote. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what does inspiration look like for you? It's mm-hmm. it's a spider that you didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a beautiful... Yeah. 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 That makes me think of it. didn't happen today. It happened quite a while ago. But uh, I used to type on a, a typewriter, mm-hmm. and I had a spider come. And I used to I used to set up a little table outside underneath this beautiful apple tree. And beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I just I loved that tree. I loved that tree. And uh, I was there writing, and then one day I noticed there was a spider living inside the typewriter. And, uh, and it just... Made me feel like I had a friend, my, oh my, my writing buddy, you know, and like I would Dude. come and like rock his house, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was like, "Oh no, Brian's here again." <laughs> Not this guy. I just had a visual of you sitting at the tree and the spider sitting next to you and it has a hat on, and he was also like, like <laughs> all the way up spider. I don't know something. About, I don't know why I visualized it that way, but that came to me. Like, oh. That's so great. Yeah. I find a lot of like when I'm when I'm just like eating breakfast, I'll just like it's this time that is kind of empty enough that uh, that I'll like have a thought that can that feels like it can go somewhere, you know. Um, to be specific, I don't know, uh, not today, but like yesterday, I guess, or like the mm-hmm. day before, I was like, and this happens like regularly for me, <laughs> which is I'll be like sitting around, like drinking some coffee, maybe reading a book in the morning, and then like. Like a thought will pop into my head, and I'll start like researching it, and then I'll like, and I'll start spinning it into like some kind of Twitter poem. <laughs> so that's what, like sometimes, it's a self-promotional plug. <laughs> like regularly, where I just like spend an hour writing like a two hundred and whatever character poem. That's like that's like uh, uh, researched through like five Wikipedia articles <laughs> and, like, and like a lot of definitions and stuff. And uh, that's hilarious. The, I, I think there's something about. Um, just like the the quality of space and the quality of my brain in the morning mm. that really like if I give myself time to pay attention, um, mm. a lot can happen. Yeah, sometimes I uh, I don't know. I also think about when I was um, when we were visiting Houston, and I was up like an hour before everyone else was, and I didn't have my journal. I didn't really want to do anything else, so I decided to just pull out a piece of paper and uh, and like write a poem. And I was like, I don't know where this is gonna go, but I was like, look straight ahead. There's a sink, and there was like a drying rack, and there was dishes, and I like wrote a poem about like dishes. <laughs> what is what is um compelling you to be poetic? Yeah. Um, Twitter is really useful for me because uh, because having a character limit makes me feel like mm-hmm. I'm only going to be able to write this much. And also just kind of like delivers it to an audience and I can just let it go. I don't really think about what the audience receives it as, but it 
helps me to know that I'm putting it somewhere where like someone gets to find it. You know, mm-hmm. it might be similar if I put it in like on a bulletin board. Um, the poem that I wrote in the Houston Airbnb I hid in a, inside a teapot or something <laughs> for the next people to find. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask if your pl- prolificness with poetry has come from your decision that Twitter is bad for communication but great for poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it started. Um, but yeah, it's, it's useful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like you don't need a spark of inspiration for that. You just kind of write something. Mm, I think I think uh, there is a spark, mm-hmm. like a lot of times that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a spark that accumulates after giving myself a little bit of period to like yeah. rest. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like, or or at least like you know maybe I'd rather connect it to this the idea of like the fallow field and mm-hmm. like the fixing thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. That we that when we can give ourselves the space to pay attention, yeah, um, the inspiration can come. Right. Because I'm, I'm looking at the question, do you need the spark of inspiration to create? Yeah. And I think, I, I don't think I always need inspiration. Sometimes it's just about getting my hand loose and mm-hmm. just the feeling of sitting at the desk and showing up and feeling proud of showing up. Yeah, yeah. the showing up thing is definitely like, uh, creative work can come from that. Yeah. Um, when I did the the sketch every day for a year project hashtag project um there was some like really interesting things that came out of that that i didn't realize i was interested in tell me and i think (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things is the robert character that i draw came from that like Mm -hmm. it started as this stupid little comic because i was playing red dead redemption (laughs) (laughs) and i like drew this stupid little bear I really liked it and then I just kept drawing it over and over and over again and now it's still going and there was a lot more like uh, meditative pattern kind of sketching Mm -hmm. which came because like I needed to sketch something it was like I I made this project I needed to sit down and make something it didn't matter what it was and so a lot of times it didn't have any like direction it was just what can come out of the next 10 minutes of me sketching which was nice. And I don't feel like those uh, came out of any kind of inspiration necessarily. Mm. They came out of like just the motivation to, to do the thing. Yeah. So speaking of the hashtag projects, inspiration for me when I did the 100 days of whatever, I looked to social media to give me the inspiration because mm. I knew that certain topics or themes of the zeitgeist would get a certain amount of likes it would draw certain <laughs> oh, yeah yeah wow, I, I couldn't I couldn't ex- I couldn't uh, acknowledge that at the time yeah. but I was trying mm. to find out the algorithm like yeah. what is it like these artists who you know don't make inspirational work seem to have this huge following and then I would look at their hashtags and see like oh that's what they do and so <laughs> I think inspiration really has to be coming from you right it can't be from some external uh external source sure i mean the thought that i just had was that like 
I think earlier we were talking about motivation as being almost strictly an extrinsic thing, mm-hmm. but there is extrinsic, or there are intrinsic motivations. Yeah. And there are also in, like sparks of inspiration, which are also different. Right. It's interesting to think about that as like another category of like, there's like the kind of thing that drives you uh, that can come from like what really matters to you or come from what you want other people to think of you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's just having the space to like be open to things whatever that you know yeah like mm-hmm. infiltrating you yeah and, yeah and changing your like whatever you were going to do in that moment yeah. yeah and i think i think i i so wanted to be relevant mm-hmm. and i think that is adjacent to legitimacy so if my social mm-hmm. media audience says oh, okay we like that like 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 Hashtag then i'm relatable yeah then i must be relevant then i'm getting some some feeling of legitimacy, yeah. but it's a faux legitimacy, right? Because it doesn't, it never felt good. It just kind of felt like, well, I, I got to keep going and going and going, and it's so unsustainable. Yeah. It's a faux mm-hmm. motivation. Yeah, yeah. Faux motivation. Yeah. <laughs> motivation. I, I yeah. definitely connect with that. Uh, um, so I've been working on a book for a long time. Oh, cool. Um, and I have attached my hopes of legitimacy and validation to that book and uh, and that's you know i I did for a long time and it made it really hard to work on it because Mm -hmm. it becomes this thing that needs to be a certain thing yeah Mm -hmm. and i've kind of been in the process of a it's like i have that project that i've been working on and then all these other things that i'm just kind of following my curiosity and it's so much easier to Mm -hmm. get in the flow doing those things and it's like a process of Bringing those two worlds together, yeah, and trying to get this project to be me, right? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I totally connect with what you're saying. I mean, it's it's a lot of ego death that has to happen right. to Absolutely. get to the real you or whatever, right? But in in a social media landscape, ego death doesn't really exist because mm-hmm. you can just become irrelevant and you're just nothing, you know? Yeah, right. So what what does that look like? Like what? What is the ego death that needs to happen so that you can feel grounded in yourself right. and know your voice, know your motivation, know the self-generated inspiration? I had a really hard time detangling that. I I could I it got to a point where I couldn't tell: Do I really want to make this, or am I making it for them? Mm-hmm. Right. You know. And t- to say that out, to say that out loud now feels so ridiculous, but that's how that's how it got. Mm-hmm. And. Looking back on that, I'm actually really grateful I had that experience because I know what that feels like in my body now. So I'm going to actively try to stay away from that. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think one kind of intrinsic motivator might be... I, I, sometimes I think of like intrinsic motivators as akin to like deep-seated values mm-hmm. that we have learned, right? Um, values being things that are like that help guide what we'll do in in, in certain moments um, and I think one kind of motivator that is different than inspiration is the decision to accept and act on the inspiration that comes yeah because yeah. it's really easy to ignore it yeah and mm-hmm. it's really easy to kind of catalog it and then put it away yeah, yeah. but for me when I think about what the powerful moments of inspiration are, are not just the times when I have like a great idea, you know, yeah. and then I write it down and then I put it away and forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's like, when I 
actively make the time to act the do that thing right now you know yeah. or or take the step to like make that thing happen that's when the the abstraction of inspiration has dimension yeah. right if you don't if you don't have that as a motivator then any inspiration doesn't matter right because it right? it's really goes. easy to to just make it uh, mm -hmm. to let it let it uh pass you know? yeah because like sometimes i just get a high from feeling inspired yeah. totally. and I'm like, oh i feel so totally. good it's oh, so give me more <laughs> yeah yeah and then i'm like oh i'm too tired now because <laughs> yeah. i was so inspired <laughs> yeah. 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 my uh my flight home my whole day of flying home was so long because i think we left the resort at seven in the morning and i think I got back to my home at like 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. because I had like a four-hour layover in Dallas that turned into like a six or seven-hour layover in Dallas because my plane was broken. Um, the flight, the last flight I was in, um, I was also full of energy because I didn't know if I was going to have to drive home, so I was like drinking a ton of coffee. Um, I was just catching up on a bunch of movies I haven't seen, so I watched like Bohemian Rhapsody because... Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love Queen. <laughs> I love all of Queen's music. So it was basically like two hours of like really well-produced music video. And I was just mm. like so amped up. But I was also, it's also the middle of the night on a plane and I can't do anything with that energy. And it like, I felt really inspired, but also like... Restricted in some ways. Yeah, like I didn't know what to... Where to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was that was difficult and then like i haven't done anything with that with that specific inspiration yeah since that happened and yeah. i probably won't i like nina kachigorian's work where she does stuff on airplanes pretty great yeah <laughs> what does she do uh she does like she takes uh, there's a lot of photography projects but like you know manipulated photography so she'll mm -hmm. take pic portraits of people through her like reflections on her belt buckle oh. and she'll manipulate like crushed up like airplane snacks on like photos of nature or whatever from the magazines and yeah. like you know just arrange it so it looks like an avalanche is like falling out of the border uh. it's really funny really silly stuff yeah 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 she like uh, goes into the bathroom and like and like puts tissue paper all over her head and then like takes a photo in the Flemish style. <laughs> this is really great. Weird, weird oh, stuff. Oh man. Yeah, Nia is great. I need more play. I need to I need to play more. Yeah. I need to know that yeah. like Yes. Jump on your bed. Yes. I think just in a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on the plane. Jump yeah. on the plane. <laughs> I think that play is also related to the uh, to to creating space for you to take inspiration and run to yeah. it, right? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, inspiration will come wherever it does, but if you aren't able to play, then it's hard for you to take those motivations. If you feel like you know, I'm in the middle of this this project, and I'm I'm picking up all these projects that I have planned for, and mm -hmm. they're going to go this way, then like any inspiration that comes in kind of has to be filed away. That starts turning into that idea debt thing. Mm -hmm. When when people when people say play, I think of it as a full body experience. Like just to use um, jumping on the bed as an example, the act of jumping on the bed is an action, meaning the whole body engage, engaged. Mm -hmm. But then if I'm sitting at a desk and trying to okay, where's inspiration? It's all like cerebral. Uh -huh. So the whole body is not really engaged. It's just up here. So for me, 
the play that I feel attracted to is just being in the body because mm-hmm. I'm so often not in my body, mm-hmm. right? But you can yeah. be on the body on the desk too, right? Like you're, you're, you have to be intentional. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's possible yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. The idea of play with uh, the freedom and it's yeah. freedom from expectation, yeah, yeah. judgment. Yeah, uh, and that's <clears throat> to me that's the essential part of it. Yeah, being able to <clears throat> leave that behind. Play is not knowing. It's just not knowing and just doing it, just doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like no expectations beyond the pursuit of joy, mm-hmm. my next moment of joy. Yeah. 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 There's a kind of trust that's involved too, right? Huh. Like to be able to let yourself go and not worry about like whether or not it's going to be good or matter or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like to play mm-hmm. and to be free is mm-hmm. to not be so concerned with security and results and outcome mm-hmm. um, and be able to enjoy that presence moment of, of activity. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who said this. It's a female artist, but she said the, the artist, uh, an artist is the kid who survived into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so that means that if you're in constant play or have play as a big part of your process, that that can be very conducive for creativity. And it took me a while to understand what that meant. And now I kind of get it. Sometimes when I talk about art to non-artist people, I tell them art is all about problem solving. Because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, for me, like if I'm stuck with a certain shape or a color or some visual problem, I have to find a creative way to solve that. Or, you know... If I have a bigger scale of a project, how do I scale that? You know, it's constantly finding a different way to do something. And if you don't allow kids to play or have uh, no expectation time, they don't know how to do that. They don't Mm -hmm. don't learn how to do that stuff. And I feel like art can be a great antidote to that, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, you pull the funding from the arts and PE. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where that's going to (laughs) go. Well, if you frame it as problem solving, then art can be engineering. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It's an element of creativity. It's a problem. Sure. It's an element of engineering problem. But it's weird that we are using, like, we're using that language and those kinds of frameworks in order to try to get like creativity and arts education like, to, back, to sound than, legitimate rather than the inherent value of art of art in general yeah right? like, yeah. Just inherent value. yeah i think it's just it's a lack of understanding the connection mm-hmm. from from most people yeah mm-hmm. yeah you said something last night right before we went to bed about how instead of art trying to fit into society's oh, right. blank or blind spots why can't the systems and the institutions fit into right. You know, yeah, this is a this is a tweet. <laughs> from oh, a right, right, years right. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a couple of years ago I wrote this, but uh, but the question is, uh, we tend often to talk about art, figuring out how to be uh, relevant to society, figuring out how to be relevant to the economy, figuring out how to to have good business models that will you know um, make it valuable in the economic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would prefer to challenge culture to become more susceptible to the influences of art 
uh, for the models to shift in a way that I think art and many other things, like not just art, right, yeah. but but generally like play and uh, and, and contemplative practice and um, and uh, poetry and all this stuff that that um, I want. And instead of like uh, asking artists to fit into the economic uh, model can we shift the economic model to fit into the way that artists work? Mm. Um, We're trying to do that at Mount Cast. Sure. Yeah. 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 My yeah. tweet was more eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link to your tweet. <laughs> and for more poetry, follow Albert's Twitter. <laughs> Her beautiful phrase is like, Orpheus looked back, but he never looked down. I was trying to understand what that meant. It was about, um, it was about like the need to yeah take risks i guess yeah. mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. he looks back and and like fails mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but what does looking down mean I, I, like looking down for in that in that context was um was you know when you're climbing uh -huh. like when you look down you uh -huh. get scared of what you're doing because yeah. you're not continuing to move um he was willing to challenge himself and do this like kind of horrible descent into into hell or whatever mm -hmm. and he failed but he did it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt that, but I couldn't articulate it. I'm like, I don't know. It's just great. <laughs> maybe the rest of the poem was context. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, if you'd like to answer this question with us, uh, you're welcome to do so. How does motivation without inspiration work for you? Do you need the spark of inspiration to create? You've been listening to Dispatches from Mount Kaz, recorded and produced at Mount Kaz Studios in Corvallis, Oregon. Check out our show notes for more information on the people and things we talked about, as well as music credits. Visit us online at mountkaz.tumblr.com. Sounds really cool with all the questions inside of it. Yeah. Rattling around in there. Yeah, like the rattling. <laughs> Yeah. Do we feel like we're done? Yeah. I mean, I can go longer, but if we're feeling like we want pie or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a motivator to <laughs> yeah. stop early.